Alright everyone, welcome to the Longgang Kiddies This week, Jerry, Crazy Leech Asian Cause he's uh, 300 years old He's not here today uh, But down here we have Dan, Crazy Dick Transformations Hey 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 And then we have uh, Angie, Lesbian on Occasion Fluid Queer Persuasion Nasty Labia Abrasion And Asian Man Evasion Neo Hey Angie, how are you doing? <laughs> Sometimes I really hate you, John. You gotta hit him back with a comeback. Just come out with a cheap one, cheap one. Because he obviously thought through this. I clearly have not thought about this. <laughs> and I'm John Wang, the most handsome of the group. You know Welcome what? Everyone. You know what's very flattering though? It's very flattering that John spent so much time thinking about me. Mm. I, yeah, I spent a lot of time. John, stop obsessing about me, you know. It's really, really like, it's like uncomfortable, really man. Yeah. It's, I, I'm gonna do the hashtag me too thing. <laughs> hashtag me too, John Total Wang. harassment. Sexually Total harassment. harass me with funny names. Guys, you probably don't know this, but I've got news to break to you. So what's going on right now is I actually come from a fucking rich family. Um, my family actually owns Damasik, and I've been, I've been crazy rich all this while, while you guys have been languishing in your peasantry. Dan is so rich that he eats with his hands. I'm not surprised that you're rich, Dan. Like, why else would you draw the crazy drawings that you draw without caring about what happens to you, right? Hey, man, I'm fucking rich, man. Nobody can to touch care. me, man. You don't have to care about going to jail or being I, I, I like, got, sued got, till you're bankrupt. Yeah, I got sent down to Cantonment Centre once because, you know, I was fucking driving in my fucking Lamborghini I knocked down a couple of people and they were like you you, you knocked down a couple of people I'm like oh my god what is the big deal just a couple of people peasants really yeah a couple of peasants Who cares so in case uh, anybody hasn't caught on yet today we are talking about crazy rich Asians yay <laughs> so today we actually had a group excursion mm-hmm. the three of us plus one of uh, Angie's friend went to watch the movie first prior to recording this episode so now that the movie is over and it's still fresh in our brains, mm. maybe we just go one round, one sentence summary. How about you, Dan? Let's start with okay. you. Okay, it is uh, more entertaining than I expected. It was very beautiful mm. and cute. I agree, I agree. Yes, transcended rom-com and become female pornography. Female pornography? Yeah. The crazy Rich Asian is just female porn. Like, that's just, just straight up. Oh, I get what he means though. Like, there's so many beautiful, like, clothes and yes. men and, you know, gratuitous uh, shower scenes oh, of, like, oh, I naked, see, I see, I see, naked I see. hot uh, male chests and pecs. Somehow, and I, I, like I, I don't quite remember those scenes for some reason. I remember them. Yeah, because the movie is not targeted at you then. Oh. Yeah. There, there, were, there were two apps, right? One, one by uh, Henry Golding and the other one by Pierre Peng. Yes. Right. That yep. that's about the amount of apps there was. But did you guys see the boobs? There were oh, boobs. Oh, the boobies. Oh, you know what? Like I was so surprised to see Fiona Sia in the movie. I feel like Fiona Sia is playing herself. Yeah. It's like she's one. She just seems like one of those who let the director ass grab her for role in the movie and. Oh. She as grab. You did not just say that. I mean, those those are your, your, oh, your allegations. Jonasia, if you want to, to do if you want Kiddies. to sue John for defamation, please go ahead. I think she was, she just a good sport, you know, to play that kind of silly little role. I mean, she didn't take it too seriously. I think yeah, it's possible that she's sort of doing it so that she's like super meta and shit. But that's like the. But that was the really funny part for me because I think she has this reputation of playing yeah, like that's, ditzy that's roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I, I really enjoyed her yeah, depiction. Can, can we, can we, John, before you, you, you go off uh, to tell us why you think the movie is, is not to your liking, uh, can I just take a moment to compliment the, the people who did the production design and the set design and the art direction? What do you guys think? That was quite, quite amazing. I thought it was so beautiful. Like, all the settings and the backgrounds and the cinematography was very, very amazing. Mm, it was pretty good. Yeah, and 
like a little part of me deep inside is very proud that this was shot in Singapore for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also shot. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of Singaporean uh, um, people involved in the production as well, from yeah. the cast to the crew. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice. It's nice. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's also really amazing is that apparently this was only shot for like thirty million dollars. The entire budget of the film is thirty million dollars, and it's pretty amazing what they managed to pull off <coughs> given such a small budget. Yeah, but what is the context though? How much did like I don't know uh, equivalent rom com? How much does Five Hundred Days of Summer cost? I, I have most no rom com they are around like I don't know, somewhere million? ballpark of like five to thirty million around that really? kind of ballpark. Yeah, this I know they are like the like one of the lowest budget films to be ever produced. Mm. That's why they can like. So-called mass producer is like a mm. rom-com. But John, didn't you feel the rom-com feeling after watching the movie? Like no, no, definitely. That it's a rom-com that's down to 11. That's why I'm calling it pornography, like right here, right ah, now. Ah, I see, I see, I yeah. see. Because I, I, I seldom watch rom-coms and then you know that warm, fuzzy feeling you get at the end, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's quite pleasant to feel once in a while. Right? It's quite formulaic like, in the sense that how they achieve that warm, fuzzy feeling in the end. Like, I didn't feel surprised. I didn't feel there was anything interesting that could happen. The whole thing just seems textbook A to Z. You know, there wasn't anything that jolted me or shocked me or made me think, hey, you know, that's a very interesting move that they decide to, to play. So I, I feel like maybe you brought your brain, too much of your brain along for the ride. Yeah, you know who watches uh, you, I know you are a very cerebral on, person, but we have to leave your brain behind at the doorstep. You have to switch it off and just enjoy the show. Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible. It's like when you watch like blockbusters, that's what you do as well, right? You no, no, no. Actually, like blah, blah, blah. I actually overemphasize em- on certain things uh, when, I'm, when I'm watching blockbusters, but you know, that's another story for another day. Right off the bat, right? The most pornographic thing about this thing, about this movie is the male lead. Oh, so, yeah. Henry or Harry, yeah? I think it's I Henry. I don't know, I don't care. Henry, Henry Golding. Henry okay. Golding. He is such a bland, generic every man with no flaws and no fault. He is perfect. He's perfect in every way, shape and form. He's kind, he's mild mannered, mm. well tempered, right? He apologizes Why are you so at triggered, the right John, because he's not Because it's this not guy you, eh? doesn't exist. This fucking guy doesn't exist. Alright? People lose their shit, they lose their temper, they sometimes they yell at their women. That's all part of relationships. You know, it's like this girl she didn't know sin either, okay? Like, so that's the part that right off the bat, immediately I realized, okay, I'm watching a female porn. Yeah, yeah, because he is purposefully bland, so you can project all the shit that you want onto him, right? Like, you know, like, so he's everybody's type. I guess, in I a guess. Way. But I, I don't know why he didn't have much of a presence throughout the entire movie. He yeah, felt like a not, plot device not, he, to me. It's not about him, you know, this yeah, movie. I this was rooting for, for Constance Wu's character the yeah, entire this, movie. This movie yeah. is about women and women power struggles, really. Oh my god, is, does it, is it that way also when, uh, when it's a male lead and a female? Because this, usually females are the so-called, okay, I used to hate to use this word, but you know, in a, in a, like a, you know they, are, they, are, they are the accessories of an action movie, right? So yeah. in this case, it's Henry Golding, the accessory. Yeah, he's like an accessory. Oh, okay. necessarily, yeah. he's, he's like one of the gears that help the wheels of this movie move along, but he's not really essential. You, you can change Henry Golding uh, to any, any dude, really, and it doesn't matter because... He doesn't, he doesn't play that much of a role. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying, first of all, this is the part that strikes me out as female porn. So then if you create a movie that is male porn, then you go down to 11 on the male porn side, right? So no, I'm not saying that this, this is... This is like the kind of like typical rag to riches girl with disadvantaged background, you know, made, made her way. It is almost like Meteor Garden, you know? Korean it's, formula yeah. thing to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I say this is very formulaic and very standard. Nothing shocking. Yeah, why are you so triggered? I'm not triggered. I'm just saying this is what it is. I don't quite mind watching dumb shows once in a while. That's not. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with that. I do that all the time. Even with shows that I thought would be like so-called my form of pornography. And then I watch it and I feel disappointed. You know, it happens, right? What makes movies gratifying is that once in a while you find a really solid gem and then you bring it home with you. For majority of the stuff we consume, it's just garbage. Right now, I can just firmly put Crazy Rich Asian into the garbage bin. So, which brings us to what's coming up next, right? The release of this movie has has caused great reactions, right? And and I guess rightly so because... Um uh, they, they, they represent Asians They represent rich oh Asians Oh my god We have to talk about This representation oh. of <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Hang on yeah. Okay you know what Before before we go Everybody like okay, Just, okay, just, okay, just okay. Pinch, pinch your nose Right okay. Pinch your nose you shut, your, shut your mouth Close Bend over 90 degrees And just blow real hard Blow that stick Out of your ass <laughs> Right fucking now Alright Just blow that Fucking stick Out of your ass Not Everything Needs to be A soapbox not everything needs to be Oh, socially progressive Diversity matters, yo We need to represent the Malay and the Indians No No, we don't have to Alright, we really don't have this, this, is a, this is female porn And as far as I'm concerned They have done the female porn down to a T And this, this movie deserves the accolades it gets For being that is not meant to be a, a movie about being socially diverse or being even being a Singaporean story. I don't think that's what it is at all. It's just the setting is in Singapore. The setting could be in outer space. It could be on some planet, on some Star Wars universe. It wouldn't have mattered. Singapore is that much of a background in this particular story. I just don't get what all this shit about, you know, we need to include more races in within this movie. I just, just doesn't make any fucking sense. John, in your in your super giant rant, right? Okay, if only the audience were here to see John on fire. He was shouting so loudly. But in your in your entire rant, you actually brought up all three is it three or four issues that um, the world or at least Singapore at large is preoccupied with. So there's the first thing, which is the representation of the Asian, right? Um, in in terms of like the American Asian and the Asians from outside. Then there is the, the representation of minorities in Singapore. Then there's the representation of a Singaporean and Singapore as a country. So all these things are, you know, there are three separate issues, I believe, because maybe one of them is more relevant to Asian Americans and not really a lot to us. And then something and then another issue is more relevant to the minorities that actually live in Singapore. So which one do you wanna do you guys wanna talk about first? Uh, none of them above. <laughs> and JB Shani to talk about first. <laughs> uh, well we can talk about like the representation of minorities in Singapore. I mean, one of the things that was, you know, like a lot of people wrote about is how, you know, there was no diversity basically being represented in Singapore. And the only uh, so-called minorities that you see on the big screen are in like kind of subservient positions. So you, for example, there were like, I remember two Indian like Sikh yeah, guys. Yeah, the Sikh one is kind of nice. And then I don't really remember seeing anything much else. Why are they carrying guns? Uh, I don't know, to protect the property but like i mean even at the party scenes right you don't really see a lot of minorities i think the only minority i saw was maybe eurasians and like pan asians those like um mixed angmore and chinese types what and about princess intan who wrote a paper but is now a princess oh yeah she wrote like some paper about economics right but like i mean that, that was pretty much the only person is it tokenism then do you do you want them to delve into tokenism no, just like to i think well, at the same time, I, I feel, right, like, is this really a thing? Because 
as much as we like to present Singapore as a very culturally diverse and racially harmonious society, I would say that for the most part, like a lot of Singaporeans, we tend to live within our own bubbles. Like, for example, most of my friends are Chinese, you know. I don't have that many uh, friends who are non-Chinese. And so it's realistic then? Yeah, it is the, kind yeah, of realistic, so. you know. And if you look at the representation of like uh, rich people, the millionaires or the billionaires in Singapore, even if you look at the Forbes list or whatever, right? Like the... There aren't, aren't that many non-Chinese on the list. So it's quite insular, I would say. And especially when you're at the, the richest upper tiers of society, I, w- I would imagine it's even more insular because you just hang with people who are of the same social status as you are and probably like same culture as you are. And you know, if, even if you went overseas and studied, you would still hang out with the rich kids. In fact, that was one of the most pertinent points in the movie, isn't it? That like, even though uh, you know, the mom is Chinese and Constance Wu is Chinese, but they're actually, she's Different not really Chinese. Chinese. You're yeah, not like yeah. the same Chinese that so I am. So insular, that even if your skin color is the same, you are actually not part of the group. John, does anybody mistake you for not being Asian? Because you, you do look a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah ev- only everyone in my life. <laughs> I refuse to believe him when he told me he had no like, more blood, you know? Yeah, you but definitely uh, have more blood in you somewhere. La. Well, maybe, I don't know, but... Uh, that I mean, look. Here's the thing, right? Your with this movie, white uh, privilege. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not white, so I'm Chinese. I don't. You're white looking, uh, and you reap, you reap the benefits of white privilege. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think whatever. you 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 include them. You include any other minority races in this movie, right? And then people are still going to bitch and moan about it. Right? It's not realistic enough. Not accurate enough. It's not this. You're not taking into account the historical thing, cultural, whatever. They're just looking for something to be offended about and then it's just never-ending cascading snowball of just bullshit all the way. Wait, I have a question. Then, was I displaying my Chinese privilege? Back possibly, possibly we all are in danger of displaying our Chinese privilege because oh we don't shit, have, the Chinese we don't have a Saifu or a Lydia. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, how guilty are you of your own race to be so ashamed? I'm not ashamed. I'm then not wh- ashamed. Then why is it that we have a movie that's about Chinese people then just leave it be lah. Why do you we know, need? Right? Why like, do we need representation? I think the whole thing is just really the title of the movie. If they said "Crazy Rich Singaporean Chinese," <laughs> maybe well, it would have that, been that would, such a that would, be up a, thing. that would be a terrible name. And yeah, it would be. It will generate new controversy. Then they'll just, everyone will just be like, "Oh no, that's not how uh, Singaporean Chinese uh, behave." <laughs> and it never, fu- like I said, it never fucking ends, right? And then going back to my point that this movie, right, it is just pornography, and I think that's the way that movie should be made. If you start chucking all these other side plots and sidelines, then movie will be so diluted to the point where you won't even know what the fuck you're looking at anymore. I, I think, I think, as a, if you're a competent screenwriter, you can easily fulfill, you know, the female pornography side of things, the rom-com side of things, and still put in roles that you know can potentially be diverse with no impact to the story whatsoever. No, other that, than that's creating not, a more that's diverse. True. That's not true. The resources here are finite. There's a limited amount of time. There's a limited amount of money. Right, they can't just be like you know what we need to research this history. We need to cram as many characters of different color into the limited screen time that we have. It's a, everything is sacrificed. It's like that token that sounds token lazy to me again. If you don't do your research, I mean, if a student comes to me but and then it's here's not, my product, I've not done research. What do you not, think? I'm this movie get? is not about research. This movie is about Cinderella in Asia. 
right? We're not talking about. Oh sure, for sure, for sure. We're not that, talking about true. the diverse cultural beauty of the Malay people. Like that's not what this movie is about. Well, no, of course, I don't think you need to go that far. I think you just need to tweak it a little bit, and then you can satisfy an extra audience like with to, little or no effort. To be honest, right? Even the Pierre Peng the side story, right? To me, that was completely unnecessary. It doesn't add anything to the movie. It does. It adds a Gemma to it. <laughs> she's so beautiful. Yeah, she okay. is so beautiful. She's, oh man. Yeah, she's she's so gorgeous. She's really hot. Okay, Super but amazing. Also taken in but actually, I would say that Constance is like really my type. <laughs> so she's a great actor. She's a she's great so actor. Yeah. She's compared, so cute. Compared to like Henry Golding, her acting is a. Of course, Henry Golding was just like, I don't know, like, he's like a block of wood, really. Like the way that he delivered his cheesy lies was so cheesy, like beyond cheesy, that I wanted to, like, squ- I was squirming on the inside. Mm, I, I wish he looked a little bit more distressed when, um, you know, his, the, his mom betrayed. Uh, no, that's the thing about him, he, right? Yeah, like, he's, yeah, he, I just wish like, he was he just more He just didn't anguish. do anything. He just didn't do anything, okay? Yeah. I mean, we're just totally spoiling this movie right now, but I guess you should have watched it by this time. But like, All I wanted to hear was a quiver in his voice. There was no quiver. No, he just took what he, his mom said, and he just took whatever the, the like other rich bitches did to, uh, what's her name, Rachel in the movie, and he was like, oh, you know, uh, let's go for to eat satay or some shit like that. I'm like, fuck, mm. man, this dude... This dude, like, why are you fighting so hard for this dude? Like, yes, he's cute. Yes, he's rich. Uh, well, he didn't know he was rich, but... Like, a dude like this, why? Because he's rich, yo. Okay, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm more well. critiquing the, like, Henry Golding's acting. I'm sorry, Henry Golding, if you are a fan of this podcast, but... <laughs> I just wish you had a little bit oh more man, quiver in your voice. We just lost a fan, holy shit. So sad, so sad. Yeah, you know, you know when you are really distressed, you know, sometimes, sometimes these things happen. These little, you know, trembles, little quivers, this little, like... Yeah, that's why I say, right? Like, I mean? he's, he's just a block, he's, he's just, just an every man. He's like a porridge. Yeah, yeah, but I deserve more than a. He's like a Teochew porridge. I mean, I paid $13 to watch this movie. I expect everything to be perfect. Uh. Yeah. Entitled little sure. bit. <laughs> sure, then, sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I really did enjoy? I really enjoyed uh, Michelle Yeoh. I thought she was so perfect mm. in the role. Mm. Like, she was so beautiful and so elegant, and all the clothes that she wore were like perfection on her. And the way that she played the matriarch was yeah. very nice. Um, what I did not like was the grandmother. That the grandmother spoke with this like very um, non-Singaporean accent in Chinese, and I was like, just kind okay, of slightly the, triggered all the, about all this. the accents in this movie. Just fuck, just yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. just just shits me backwards. Yeah, it just like I mean, I don't expect them to have like a Singaporean accent, la, But you do hear smatterings of Singlish um, here and there, you know. That's and the thing. Nobody got their accent right. Nobody, yeah, not, not a like single character. The, I mean, okay, if you, even if you want to just be like, okay, well, all these rich people, they went to different boarding schools and, you know, like had educations in different countries and therefore had like all the Rojak accents. Like, the grandmother, she's been in Singapore her entire life. She, she, her Chinese should not sound like this. Really, I was so triggered when I heard it. Your, your, your average audience will not be able to, especially your average American audience, which is the movie I guess is, is made yeah. for, will not be able to tell. They wouldn't know these things. All right, anyway, going back to Michelle Yeoh, I think, in my opinion, I think she's also the strongest piece in the in the movie she is I yeah. loved her so much mm. there was this so scene amazing. there was this scene when Michelle Yeoh character met Constance Wu character for the first time and it was in the kitchen and you can see right that, that look in her face there was this slight smile that joy that she that she has when she sees Saw her the son sun, yeah. and then almost right immediately after there's this like 
like tinge of disappointment in her face. Like it was done so subtly yeah. and so masterfully mm-hmm. that yes. you know I was just like, oh man, this this is a veteran. This is yeah, a veteran yeah, at work. Yeah, like yeah. this is this is what separates the the kids' table from the adults' table. Not just mm-hmm. that, but like the little Agreed. touches. You know, when she was in the kitchen, like when she was just looking at the food and while she was talking to Henry Golding and and uh, Constance Wu, right? Like just just the way that she would subtly look at them or whatever. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh man, this woman uh, yeah, commands the, the stage. And then the off the so-called offhand, you know, like dismissal of Constance, like mid sentences, like it was pretty off. And you know what? I would rather like watch a show about her, Michelle Yeoh's backstory than I, I mean, I would love to watch a story about Michelle Yeoh's. Maybe backstory. you get a backstory in part two. I haven't read the book, so maybe. Would you want to read the book? Would are you inspired to read the book after this movie? <laughs> no, no. I'm fairly certain this is one of those instances where the movie is better than the book. I would have to say the production value is amazing, though. Mm, like the. Mm. I just absolutely love all the scenery, all the fashion. You know, I, I even read in this article that each character had her own like nail polish color and I was like, this is so awesome. How how closely do you think uh, the Singapore government supports this venture? Because uh, let's be honest, I mean, there are all these um, uh, venues that are displayed, yeah, Gardens by the Bay, uh, Chimes. The Infinity uh, Pool on Infinity top of Pool. the MBS. All yeah. the Chinatown areas where they were filming. So how, how, how do, you, do, do you think the government has any hand in this? I think they supported it, right? Like, well, at I least STB did. did. Yeah. Like, Singapore Tourism Board, I think they at least... This is, this is also their pornography, by the way. This, yeah. is the, this is, like, the, the stuff that they want to peddle to the outside world. Hey, look at Singapore. This is what we look like. Question, is this not, like, an uh, image you want to show the, to the rest of the world? Uh, good question, actually. Mm. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I feel like there's so much more in terms of what us peasants enjoy. No, but, okay, like, at some part of me do enjoy having the rest of the world think that Singapore is exactly like that. That we've reached this part stage where we are all so affluent and you know everything's so beautiful and clean and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like the part of me that enjoys my kopitiams and um, hawker centers and you know see the people who live very difficult lives is also aghast at how other people might perceive Singapore. You know, like you know, like for example, during the Trump Kim summit, right? Like all the images that were broadcasted abroad was of Singapore, like almost like in this movie in a way, very efficient, very clean, very um, affluent, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm worrying with that. <laughs> Then just, then. <laughs> then just punched himself <laughs> in the face on the pop with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think this is beneficial to us though? I mean, I if you, if you it look is. at it purely, you, you get rid of everything else and look at it purely from the fact that how people from other countries perceive you when you travel, when you do business with them. Yeah. And then the image they have of your country, where you come from is like that. Isn't that a good thing? It is because like when I tell people I come from Singapore, usually the first thing they tell me is that, oh, it's such a beautiful, clean country. You know? I've never been to China before. Yeah, That's but like, but they do have very positive impressions of oh, Singapore, okay. you know. All right. For the most part, and like the whole like, uh, oh, you don't have chewing gum. Oh, you cane people. Oh, that penalty for drugs. My son but, was Michael But Faye. it's such a beautiful, clean country. Yeah, yeah beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was triggered by one thing in the movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So in the scene where they flew over from London, do you notice that they have the illustration up on the on the screen, right? So it was this like typical travel illustration where yeah. they had the line, the, you know, the curving the line Jones. from um from New York to Singapore. Landed and the, in the wrong airport. Landed, I knew. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I would be okay if the next scene 
wasn't Changi Airport. Like if they landed there, ah, then and then the next arrive. scene was at that location, I'll be like, okay, this makes sense. But then it landed. Where, where the fuck was it? Like Collier Key, right? I think it was like near the coast. I don't know right, where right, is it. Right, it's probably oh. like around Collier Key. The like arrow landed in Collier Key instead of landing in Changi Airport. Yes. And then immediately the next scene <laughs> was Changi Airport. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, it, is, it was a cognitive dissonance. It's not cool. Yeah. yeah. Really? I didn't notice that at all. I noticed nope. it, it tricked I me. Mean, it didn't trick you, but it irked me. The no, same it way. Yeah, it oh, irked I wasn't me. This, this thing triggered me. Did it irk you when, you know, in the beginning there was this quote by this, who's this person? By Napoleon. fucking Napoleon talking about <laughs> China know, being yeah. a, like, what has it got to do with anything? That, that, that really did turn me off, yeah, you know? Yeah, that was like, huh? What? I didn't expect that. Where, where did uh, that come from? Like, uh, what? Uh, let China sleep. Something, something. For, the, for if they Formidable awake. power if it yeah, awakens or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand, man. What the fuck was that about, yo? Kevin uh, Kwan, explain yourself. Yeah, I don't get it. Kevin Kwan cannot explain himself because he can never come back to Singapore, Angie. Oh, you can explain yourself on Twitter, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, really, dude, running away from NS. Whoa, 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 whoa. What if it's not his fault? Maybe I don't his care. parents just fucking put him there. I don't care. He was 18 years old. I mean, he he was 18 at some point. He could have made the decision to serve NS. Right? Hey, did they, they did say that he came back to Singapore, right? But was undetected? Or was that just like a... I'm not sure. sure fake news. That. No, no. He, I'm very sure if he came back to Singapore, he would have been very much detected. You'd be arrested. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Oh, my God. Okay, Adisan, you guys just bear with me about this, okay? Mm. So, first things first, you know that in all these major productions, right... Sometimes they will change little portions of the movie to make it suit the local audience. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like in Kung Fu Panda yep. or in you know all these things. Then they'll swap out one thing to you know have this local flavor inside. So in the beginning of the movie, do you guys remember it when um, this fucking um, lady uh, took a photo of Henry Golding and Constance Wu together in the in the cafe at the Starbucks? And then there was a slew of text messages on screen. And then that was where the most singlish came out. You guys yes, remember? yes. Do I you love guys it. think? That is manufactured. And if you go to the American cinemas and watch it, they won't say walawe. They will say like... Of course. Uh. So you think that part is, is, yeah, is ca- tailored I don't, for us? I don't, I don't believe I that knew they it. Also feel, keep also it feel is, yeah, I also feel it's, it's for us. And like, but also, why would they keep it in? Because it makes sense for us because we would understand what like walawe or like what piang or yeah, like whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, if you were to see that and you don't understand the context of it, you would miss out a lot of what's going on, right? Like, it's kind of like one of the cartoons, uh, animations, they were saying that they had to replace broccoli for capsicum yes, from one yes, country yes, to yes, the yes, other yes, yes, just because yes. the, uh, the kids wouldn't understand why someone hated broccoli because they love broccoli in that country. And that part of the movie was extremely simple to replace because it's just text. Yeah, know? exactly. I don't think it's such a big deal. Were you, were you like, annoyed me, by it? it? No, it wasn't it annoying me. It stood out a lot for me because the moment it came out, I knew for a fact that was manufactured just for us there's no way that will show that in America okay are you happy about that I'm happy because I was astute enough to, <laughs> to figure it out <laughs> you just patted yourself on the back oh I'm so smart <laughs> go me I'm such a smart boy and now the entire audience listening to us too. yes let me know that Dan is astute Dan is such a smart person <laughs> yep very smart IQ 140 Dan and above for sure holy shit Smartest of us all. Someone, so, someone so send the math Olympiad down here, man. <laughs> yeah, Mensa really wants you to join them, really. I heard NASA. NASA I thought yeah. NASA has an opening for their latest uh, rocket surgery scientists. <laughs> yep. Then you should apply for it, man. Then shouldn't need to apply. Then just needs to stride in and then like show show them how astute he is. They will hire <laughs> him on the spot. Him Kukubert, they will hire me straight away. I did really like that part yeah. where they went chanted Kukubert. Yeah. Kukubert. Kukubert. <laughs> Okay, you see, uh, that's the thing Because that, that, that could never have been uh, Manufactured for just for us 
Yeah. It means the, uh, an American audiences will have had Cuckoo Bird as well. Yeah. They're I think that would be fine. Okay. But they probably wouldn't know what it means though. I think there would be a caption like penis or cock or something on screen, probably. No? Don't you think? Who knows these things? I mean, like, the subtitles were already, like, yeah, translating what, what did they say? Yeah, in Chinese, what did they say? I don't remember. No, there were no, su- there, there were no Chinese subtitles. There were no subtitles. I remember, I remember this very clearly. There were no During subtitles. During the Kukubert part? Yes, there were no subtitles. I can, I, I'm, I'm very certain of this. Oh, yeah. okay. Hmm, how can that be? Don't know, man. Maybe it's not worth translating. <laughs> Kukubert is very important, Angie. To you. <laughs> to, the human race wouldn't exist without Kukubert. Uh. You don't know that. Yeah, maybe you, you, you also need a vagina, but that's not as important as Kukubert. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, that's Dan Wong crazy dick transformation. John, if you, had, if you had unlimited budget, if you are as rich, if let's say you are the son, you are Tamasic's son, Tamasic Holdings, what would be different from your life now? What, or what would you do? What, okay, what ambitions will you still have now? Because right now you're running a business. Would you still be running a business? Would you use the money you have to make more money? Or would you be like the, the disgusting party boy who shoots the bazooka? Probably option A. One of the things that I really wanted to do is to help animal shelters in Singapore a little bit more. So I might focus on that portion of my life. Um, Aww, you can already do that now. Yeah, I can, but I try. I try. Mm-hmm. But the time involved is... I don't have the time of time commitment now. If, but if I was crazy rich, then yeah, sure. Okay, okay. I'll do that. Okay. I mean, if you're crazy rich, we already assume that there are people making money for you. So you're actually, your hands are... You can really do whatever you want. You could... You could help out in, 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 in charity or you could be crazy boy. And in this case, you're telling me you choose to, to give back to society. La, the crazy boy part of my life is over already. La. We had a drinking session the other night and I woke up the next morning. Uh, I almost wanted to die. So <laughs> yep. If I was crazy rich, if I was really fucking crazy rich and I had nothing to do and all this money to blow, I would make a giant mechanical dick monster war where there is a like a you guys know robot wars right so everybody will come and then they have to make a giant dick robot and then you have to put wheels or treads or like guns on it and then you fight in the arena you smash each other up I feel like if you were crazy rich then you would be the dude who was screwing Pionacier in the movie how do you know they were screwing maybe they were like all these overt sexuality is just like you know to make up for their lack of uh, sexual experiences in the bedroom well, well I mean like the, the dude who was making out with Pionacier rather I have the feeling that you might be that sort of like playboy who flashes his, his money and his body around surrounded by point, supermodels I don't know man I, I feel like maybe I would, I would go with John on this because I don't think I'm that young anymore I can't why not do both? <laughs> Have uh, crazy parties with dick robots fighting each other. <laughs> and then super hot women surrounding you. Yeah. I that guess, I that guess, sounds I guess. like a thing, yep. Okay, okay. You can have the Dan Wong arena of dicks and girls. <laughs> <laughs> but how far can you go if you're rich? Could you get away with murder? I guess not, right? You could, totally, if you're in China. Then do a fight club, uh. wouldn't you want to do a fight club? Where you mean like uh, one championship? <laughs> yeah, but people are not allowed to kill each other at one championship. You can accidentally kill your opponent like Steven Lim, I guess. <laughs> it's a, it's Let's a cut that out. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. This this conversation this went, took a dark turn. <laughs> it, it, it just I don't know how where how it went there. Yeah, that's but that's okay. the point you see because you see um wealth equals power and I I'm very certain I should not be a person that that has power. Because once I have power, I will certainly misuse it. I don't trust myself. I don't know. I don't know how good this rich crazy rich Dan is because I think I'll be a different person. I think power will corrupt me for sure. What about you, Angie? Will you get corrupted by power? Probably. I would be so drunk on power. In fact, in the first scene of Crazy Rich Asians, right, 
where they demonstrate how rich they are, right? That is not an exercise of, of how rich they are. It's an exercise of power, right? Because, yeah. you know, these people are being discriminated. But then through the sheer force of power, I mean, wealth equals power, they overturn the situation entirely. No, like, I think the other thing about this movie that was, uh, that is kind of timely as well is also because of the rise of Asia, right? Because in the past, it was always, like, the white people who had the money, had the power, um, but with China's rise, India's rise as well, like, there's, you know, Asia is such a bigger player on the, the international uh, market, and in a way, it's kind of very, like, the first scene where I saw that, uh, that she bought the fucking entire hotel just because the stupid manager, like, insulted mm-hmm. her and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thought, like, you know, he was being ra- very racist mm-hmm. to her. I felt such a real deep satisfaction on the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, take that, you fucker. So you also cannot come into power. You are unable to divorce your emotions from your rational feelings. I think I would rationally use my power to do very bad things. Yes, yes. I feel, I feel the same way also. I feel like I might do that. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's looking at me now. <laughs> what, you think I'm going to be different from you guys? <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping that there would be like some yeah. sort of good in this, uh, this yeah. like the three trio Bitch, of Bitch, I'm going to be worse than the both of you combined. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I have always been the biggest asshole on this podcast. You think what? Just because like no, money the and then I'm your saint? <laughs> you're like the rational one. Dan and I are like the emotional yeah, one. Yeah, we're the feely, feely ones. Actually, here's a, here's a confession. I'm the... I can almost guarantee that I'm the most emotional among here. But you I have the just, most feels actually. Yeah, it's but true. I... Oh, really? Yeah, but oh, I just keep I it under like super tight control. Like John is the type, right? Mm. He would never say good things about you. Mm-hmm. But like if you run into deep shit... He would be the first person to oh, come back. Yeah. 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 So I'm. Uh, we were having drinks, and I was like, "Oh, you know, if I died, no one would care. Probably my dad and my brother and some of my friends." And he's like, "Oh, I would be sad if you died." I was like, "Oh." That's yeah. because he's got nobody to insult once you're dead. That's, that's true. true. So, yeah, that's <laughs> you had nobody to. Oh, okay. Now I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super emotional. I'm just big, big ball of emotion. I just keep it all he's under the very He's the biggest softie, I think. Yeah. Like whereas Jerry, right on the outside, he seems very nice, but inside he's like. He's stone cold, man. He's stone cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of all of us, uh, yeah, Jerry yeah. would be the most capable of murder. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah, he would, so, yeah. he would murder and then get away with it. He would murder and then uh, never think about it ever again. Yeah, I feel like he could pull the trigger on a dude, and then after that, he'll go back home and he'll sleep like a baby. What about you? Could you pull the trigger on a dude? Yeah, of course. I mean, if, if would if you? Can you sleep like a baby afterwards? It depends on on the on on, on the why, right? It all depends on the why, doesn't it? Angie, if somebody were about to shoot you, I'll shoot him so that you won't have to die. I'm so touched, then. And I will sleep like a baby at night. Thanks, then. <laughs> I'll do the same for you, John. This is not a disclaimer. <laughs> no choice, uh, of course. Well, you want, you want, well, then you will kill my friend. Cannot, uh, no choice. Uh, there's Kaki-lang, no Kaki-lang. Kaki-lang. Yeah, Kaki-lang, really? Yeah. But the, okay, let's just talk about the concept of Kaki-lang, right? And racial representation. Oh, God. Because we, we never did like a episode or podcast about it even though we've recorded we just never released any of those racial stuff okay okay this is a perfect example for a mini magical moment okay yeah uh? okay yeah, do yeah, it this racial charge uh? okay uh, either one of you is walking down walking down the street you see two people arguing arguing very 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 violently right so one of them is a Chinese mainlander right and he's yelling and screaming at a service staff who is a Singaporean he may be Malay he may be Indian, but you just know that he's like kind of sort of more like Singaporean, right? At least you, you, you can tell because you, you live in Singapore, 75, maybe even 80%, you know that he's Singaporean. And of course, you know 100% that the Chinese mainlander is a Chinese mainlander. Will you do anything to stand up for your fellow men? And what would you say? I think I'll stand up for the Singaporean. Yeah, I'll just be like, like, what's, like, what's going on here? 
I mean, I've stepped in to like multiple occasions before where people are yelling at each other. So it's not like brand new to me. Most of the time, once I intervene, right, the whole thing just dissolves. Like every like. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're like, how tall are you, Joe? Like, you're like, fucking huge. Tall, like, I think it's really tall. To take you on. Come I, on. I don't think it's that. I think it's just when they are just in their zone, then they just get carried away. But the moment they realize they're being observed, then their nerve fails. And then they just uh, no, 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 no. Call John, back into John, the shop John, and John, John, you, you, you have this a is tall privilege. Yeah, this is tall privilege. You are fucking huge. You know okay? how rare is it that I look up to somebody? I have to look up to to, to see your face, John. Yeah, you you are so huge that clearly, if you were to take on any of one of them, wh- whoever is arguing, and you want to be on the side of, like the other person would be like fucking scared of you, lah. You're Come taller on. than Henry Golding. I know this for a fact. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, are, you and your size advantage I privilege. disagree with the both of you But uh, sure I will stand on the side of the Singaporean Because he is my kaki lang I don't care whether he's Indian, Malay, Chinese, whatever Like this this guy is my clansman I'll stand by him Fuck those Chinese motherfuckers Okay, okay, yeah Okay, okay. This, this fits in perfect What about you, Angie? Uh, same Like I think I would observe the situation And if I know for sure that You know It's going down in a bad way I'll probably stand up for the Singaporean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah Mm-hmm and then will you feel extra more indignant if you find out that, let's say, the, the, Chinese, or the Chinese mainlander has done something that violates our unspoken codes? For example, in Singapore, one of the unspoken codes is, let's say, uh, queuing up, right? And you find out that the, the reason the service staff is not serving the Chinese customers is because he just cut the queue. Of course. Yeah, okay. extra indignant. No I would be super, that. super like <laughs> pissed off. Really? And she wanted to kill people for cutting her queue. Like what? <laughs> what makes you think that? Like don't fucking cut queue people. You know the queue exists for a reason. It's the basis of social stability. Okay. Yep, I agree. It is a word that way in all in you know all cultures. Of course not. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, like it. I, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do, right? Like so, when you're in China, you don't have to fucking queue. I, I never mean, said China. So I was in China, right? Oh, and I was queuing oh, up. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I was queuing up for a ticket. Like I was just zoning out. You know, I was very tired, and I was like, "Why is this queue not getting any shorter?" Then I just realized that people were just getting in front of me, and then so like I, I just kept being pushed behind. Then I was like, "Oh, actually." I should have just gone to the front see, yes, and tried yes, to yes. elbow some people too. Okay. You know? Yeah, I've told up like, actually my wife's from China and we went back a couple of times to visit the family and this happens on a, on like just frequently to us and I would just be like, hey dude, the queue's back there, I'll point my thumb towards the back and then you, some of them will be, usually the men, the men usually will be embarrassed enough. The women on the other hand, like they probably know that I won't hit them. And then just they just like act blur. Then they just want to linger and roam around. And then there was once this happened many many times until my wife got sick of it. And then she yelled at them. She's like this tiny little woman, right? And she started yelling at like large group of Chinese people. It was fantastic. How did she yell? What did she yell? What did she yell? I want to know. She was just like, "Are you guys kids? Are you guys little children? Uh, uh, do you guys do you guys need to go on the lift together? Are your kids huh? need to solar? So is it need to <laughs> hold hands? Huh? Can you be more mature?" Then at the end of the rent, I was just like, woo! Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is like, that's the thing, right? Like, we look almost the same on the outside with other Chinese people, but there's so much cultural difference. I mean, you know, like, I've got this thing about talking to cab drivers, right? So when I was in China, I was like talking to the cabbies there as well. And they always ask me where I'm from. And sometimes when I say that, oh, I'm from Singapore, and they would say something like, oh, uh, that means like you're a Chinese who have traveled overseas and made your, made your home overseas. And he's, I was like, uh, yeah, sure. My, my ancestors were from China, but I'm Singaporean. And he's like, oh, no, we are all China people, you know? Uh, you can't call China like Zhongguo, which is China. You need to 
called China Muguo, which is like motherland. That's extremely arrogant like, of them. Yeah, and I was like, uh, no. I'm Xinjiangboren. He's like, no, no, you're you're Longchuanren. Which means like, uh, you're Chinese, you're from China, and you're like the descendant of the dragon, and you should yes. call China the motherland. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in this strange land by myself taking a cab with this guy who is very clearly very um, enraged and passionate about this. And I was like, okay, Muguo, Muguo. And I felt so ashamed of myself. Don't be Angie, don't be Angie. I am so ashamed. No, I think if you ever want to trigger a Chinaman, just tell them things like Tibet is supposed to be free, Taiwan is supposed to be free. Hong Kong should be free. They fucking, they go on a rent like 10 times worse than mine. Like these yeah. these people, they has been they have been so indoctrinated. But they're very patriotic, really. They're like so nationalistic. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's just like fucking like for them, it's like everything under the heavens belongs to China, right? Like fuck these guys. Philippines belong to China. Taiwan belongs to China. Thailand belongs to China. Whatever, every fuck thing belongs to okay, China. So, so to our our friends from China who are listening to this podcast, and from my my own. Uh, mainland Chinese friends are we, We're not talking about you We're not we're talking about you No I'm talking about you guys I'm talking you, about hey, you No no we're not talking We're talking about the other guys You guys are cool No, no I'm talking about The concept of kakilang Meaning that I identify Even though I have My roots in China Or my ancestral roots in China We've left it for so long uh, There's nothing there for us There's nothing there for us yeah. And I feel completely Singaporean You know like it, It's just the concept of Me being Singaporean And identifying with Other Singaporeans Who may not be Chinese I mean, And I identify with them Much more than I identify With like some Chinese person From America Or like some Chinese person From China You know I mean technically Where Koreans and Japanese Are so Like ethnically Chinese That's what we are mm-hmm. Like nationality wise They are different but that's only because they have been separated or by a geological space, right? And by time, and then the culture emerged, isolated from the so-called the motherland, and that's why they are so different now. But ethnically, we are all so-called more or less Chinese, but that doesn't mean that we are one people. You know what I'm saying? And I, did, I just think that this attitude where, you know, Kakilang is everybody under the fucking sky is, is just as bad as, you know, whatever. Like, I, I just don't agree with that. Okay, question. Hmm. So like well, I mean clearly the overarching theme in the movie uh, was about you know uh, social what finding a rich husband yes girls find a rich husband uh, that would take away half your worries uh, and half your troubles really but like it's all a lot about social status right because uh, a Rachel was played by Constance. Uh, she came from a poor family, you know. Of course, and Hen- Henry Golding's character, what his what was his name? He's so blended. I don't even remember his name. Nick Nick Young. Yes, okay. Ah. So Nick comes from like the f- richest family in Singapore or something, and therefore there's no there's no such a that's not such a big problem, right? Usually when poor destitute girls marrying into rich families. But then like there was the flip side of the thing where um, Pierre Peng's character came from like a normal family and married into a really rich family and he, he felt so inferior about it that he what? Uh, he had a affair. He had an affair. That's because he's from the SAF. What does that mean? He's from the army. He played a character that was ex army. So like ex army people always have affairs? Is that what no, you're saying? No, they're no, 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 shit. That's no. why they that's why their army, their testosterone level is off the fucking charts. Yeah, so the moment moment the, the, the power has been taken away from them. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say this. Okay, we need to cut this one. Okay, you know what? No, no, you know what? You know what? I'll say it for you. Okay, guys are meant to be the breadwinners. They are meant to wear the <laughs> pants. All right. Frankly speaking, uh, if I like, I will never marry a woman that wears the pants. Like <gasps> fucking yeah. There's no way. 
I mean, I have to feel the pants means what? Though? I have you to feel I mean? in charge. That's the fucking end of the story. Like it, so okay. And you know, it's just it's just what men do. It's just what men do. I think I have no problems um, being in his position. Can you imagine married to somebody as hot as Gemma? Some what's her name? Yeah, Gemma was her name, and then she's super fuck, rich. Everybody is fucking making fun of you, and you know it. I'll, I'll just deal with it, man. My, I think my masculinity is strong enough to deal with it. I tell you, when everybody are you saying that John's masculinity is not no, enough? I'm just placing these demands on myself. No, John, you're not man enough. No, I'm man. Look, it's not that I'm not man enough, right? I'm man enough to never marry a woman like that. That's why I'm man enough, right? I, I want to, I want to make it on my own. I don't need anybody else's money. I'm gonna fucking strike. Well, you it don't up. have to take the money, right? You just taking yeah, the I woman. Take the money, yeah. You think every, you think anybody is gonna believe that? I but don't care about other things. But you don't have to care about that, why? Right? You can just tell yourself, and your conscience is clear. Like I mean, if that was, if that was the case, right? Then there will be a lot of things that we'll be doing, and we'll just be open, openly sharing about it. Like the last time you cheated, or the last time you you kissed somebody that you shouldn't be kissing. But that's not the case. We all care about what other people think, and then for this guy Pierce Punk character, I sort of understand because. He's compl- okay. What he did was fucking wrong, and he's a fucking pussy, lah. He shouldn't have married Gemma's character. Like that's a, that's. But we do in love. Fuck lah, fuck love lah. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody's really in love. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so. Hey, she was very hot, eh? But I mean, to be fair, Pierre Peng is also quite hot, lah. Yeah, I mean, I like Pierre Peng's abs. You like a, his abs? Actually, I think Pierre Peng is a fantastic actor. By the way, he, I think he's just totally under underutilized in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I but feel anyway, so too. You know, he's yeah, a better he's actor than exactly. Henry Golding. He's got more seriously. character than Henry yeah. Golding. Yeah. But anyway, so okay, back on, back onto the more back expression the on his face. Yeah, yeah I completely empathize. Okay. I know what he's going through. What he did was a fucking scummy thing. He should have just asked for a divorce. Like just asked for a divorce, man. Don't take the watch. The moment the watch was given to him, he he was given this super expensive watch, like. That would have been a slap in my face, and I would have asked for a divorce right then and then. Why? Instead, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand this really. Instead, instead, right? He just smiled and took it like a bitch. Like, wait, he's just look, a little wait, bitch. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. See, ah, uh, like the super expensive watch, uh, mm. I don't like. Okay, so when the watch mm. was presented to him, right, in the in the cinema audience, right, I heard some gasps. So I don't know how expensive this watch is, but I assume it's pretty freaking expensive. But in context, yeah, Gemma's yeah. character. Just bought a pair of earrings that costed like one point two million or something. At cost. At cost, okay. And you can buy a freaking like condo in the city for one point two million. Not a big one, like maybe just a studio, but it's a freaking condo in this. She's wearing that on her freaking ears, you mm. know. So when a woman this rich gives you like an expensive watch, why is it a slap in the face? Power. Yeah, she doesn't even. Real, she probably doesn't. She, st- she, doesn't, she doesn't, doesn't know. She doesn't she know. She doesn't. But, yeah. Probably even doesn't realize that it's. A slap in your face. Yeah, you just it's, like, it's, it's a beautiful watch. But and like how would you feel if I give you a one point two million dollar watch right now? Like you and I, I would uh, fucking uh, take it. No, our it. relationship right now. Like you, you think you will take it? No, you think that hey, John, like you are being a creeper. Like that's the like that's the thing. I would gifts like to think that I would take it. No, John, John, this is in context. Right? I mean, if Correct. you as you are right now give me a one point two, I will definitely turn it. But if I know that you are fucking rich, the one point two is nothing to you. I will just take it. Yeah. And if you are so, so super wrong. rich that you can give me a one point two million watch, I'll be like, thanks, John. We're no, great friends. No, I I think I, I think you guys are just like turning this around and trying to make a point. <laughs> like every time, every time somebody like if if let's say the the reverse situation came to light and someone was like, hey, you know, you know what, you, sir, you can't, you probably can't afford this. Like if some salesperson says that to you, you'll just be like super offended and just be like, bitch, I'm gonna show you how much I can afford. But on the flip side, right, if somebody like when somebody gives you a, a super expensive gift, that is what they are saying to you. 
this is what it is. Like, you know you can't afford it. Never ever in your lifetime. And you need your woman to do it for you. This is a big slap in the face. Like, I'm sorry okay, that you feel that way. If I were to, if I were to, if let's say my wife became rich overnight, all right, and she became suddenly really, really wealthy and whatever, I will insist that she won't buy, that she doesn't buy me any gifts. All right, that's just the end of the show. Like, I have, like, me as the guy, I have to maintain some level of face, right, for everybody. This is just the way society works. Oh, but, like, you mean you maintain, okay, let's, let's imagine this scenario where your wife becomes rich overnight. And she starts buying like expensive things for herself. Yeah, f- go ahead. That's your money. And you then go she ahead appears at like rich parties, like Thai Thai parties, with you wearing your the clothes that you can afford by her side. How is this maintaining face? No, I won't go with her. This, I didn't expect this from you, John. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so I'm so shocked, yeah. really. Because to yeah. me, you are this like um like very secure in your masculinity, but now it's like. It's so strange. I didn't expect this. He is a caveman after all. He does admit that he's a caveman. Yeah, I, I didn't expect this. I have no, I have no qualms about admitting that everything right is predicated on very fine balance. You have to balance a lot of things. And you know what? I'm Chinese at the end of the day. I still, I mean, and this is, this to me, right? This is just not acceptable. Okay. I, I, just, I just can't deal. I, I think, I think, um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, it's not, I don't understand where you're coming from. It's just that, like I don't know, I I know it's very idealized to say, but if like Lydia suddenly became super rich, I would, I treasure our relationship more than like anything. Uh, like even as I, I just don't, I just don't know whether people are honest with themselves regarding this. Like I feel like what Pierre Peng the character did was super real. Like that's exactly what people who feel absolutely powerless would do. Oh yes, try yes, to yes, wrestle yes. back power. Yes, yes, and yes. this is just part and parcel of it. Especially, you know, when you got the cousin, right? Just like, hey, you know, this your army boy toy. Like, that's, that's, those were the words he used. Like, fucking, hey, this one, ah. Uh, then he, he also, so pussy, never go and talk back. I mean, uh, I can jump out of a helicopter. Like, fucking, this, this, there's no more time for talk. All right? What? This is, this is cups already. Like, someone say that shit to me, say that to my, say that to my face. It's time for fisty cuffs. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You but know you don't what? Have I to feel like you could be like, yeah, like I can like poke out the eyes of annoying people like you. You, you that kind of thing, you, you know what I mean? You escalate, like, You don't straight away go and punch him. Uh. You escalate because no, he dude, insulted you. You have no, to dude. I'll, I'll walk up to him and I'll just shove him. I'll just be like, dude, just say it again. Come, say it again. Uh, something like that, uh, Also yeah. can, uh, also can. No, like I say, it's time for fisty cuffs. Like, like he's not going to back down either. Okay, right? John, no, no, no. Can, can I posit this situation to yeah. you? Okay. So what you do, okay, trust me on this, okay? If this ever happens and your wife ever becomes rich and you have, this guy comes to you and he says the same thing, okay? You shove him, say exactly the same thing you're saying just now, okay? But then immediately uh, a split, a com- an uncomfortable split second later, you're like, <laughs> nah, nah, joking, nah, nah. That's, that's what you should do. No, that's what the that's little, what you would do, That's right? what the no, little that's you should do. do. No. no, no, you must do this because then, then the threat is not real, but it is real. Because when you do that, it's overt already. No, people are just going to do it again. Yeah, no, but he, once you do that, you 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 give him some leeway. Then you just gonna know never to do it again. No, he'll you do it again. Him. He'll do it again. Then you just laugh again. And so what? I don't. I, I, there's no consequences for yeah, me. Yeah. Anyway, this is this is what I think. But okay, okay. Is that I see where you, you're coming from. Wait, is that what you do then? Of course, of course. Oh. Like you can do it with people who are generally thin-skinned. But I tell you, these people are like the the crazy rich Asians. They are not thin-skinned motherfuckers. Okay, they got there because they are extremely thick-skinned. Like they don't care about anything. So the, on, the, only, the only thing they know, there are only two things they know. They know money, they know violence. There was this interaction that really fascinated me between Gemma's character and Pierre Peng's character where um, she, they were in the car and she was kind of like, I know you had an affair, but we'll talk about it after the wedding. Yeah, you see, even for her, the face is more important than the, wedding, than the, than the marriage itself. 
right? It 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 functions the same way for women. It's no, just in a very different is, dynamic. No, like the thing is, like, and and Pierre Pung's character said something like, "It's it's so unimportant to you that I had an affair that you, it can wait until after the wedding. Like you don't like you're not showing any emotions or some some something like that." I'm just paraphrasing it very badly, la. And I was like, "Huh?" Like so he he really just wants a reaction out of her. Yeah, he's just a little kid. He wants he wants his mommy to you know. Like bare her breast so that he can suckle at the tits. Like that's <coughs> that's the little bitch what? that he is. <laughs> it's just you have you you know kids right? Like you know when you take away their toys and then they yeah. start like stop like banging the the door over and over again or you know some shit like that. They just throw that little tantrum. They they did something wrong, just subtly enough that uh you know they think they can get away with it. But actually you know you're fucking there. You hear everything and then it's just like man, you know what? What are you gonna do about it, you bitch? The mom is just like. You wait until dinner, boy. I feel like all this talk about like Asian representation and this movie being, you know, what the first big movie casting all Asian cast. I like when I when I watched it, I was kind of anticipating like, oh, feeling proud about it. Then I watched it and I was like, actually, I've been watching Asian, like fully Asian cast movies all the time. You know, because I, cause I'm in fucking Asia. You know, we watch Japanese films, full Korean films, full, like, whatever, like, Singaporean films. And, I mean, I don't really think it's such a big deal uh, that people have to make such... Yeah, everybody, like, a, look, just like it. I said, just take that stick out of your ass. This is not a, this is not a social, progressive film, whatever, right? I, I know you'll say this, John, but, I mean, okay, I, I, I don't know whether to say this in a podcast. I Do it! What I wanted to say is that let's not, let's be kind to the people who, you know, who ask for more representation, for, for the people who write articles talking about how, why Singapore is not represented that way. Okay, let's just be kind to, to all our left-wing liberals. Okay, because, um, no, no sniggering, okay, come on, seriously, because, okay, maybe in this case, it may not matter that much, but maybe in the future, there will come along a case when it will matter, and it will be these people who will stand up for us, not, you know, the, the middle people, not those people on the right, you know, it's, it's people like these, so we need them in our ecosphere, so let's be kind to them, and let them, let them voice out, yeah, that's what I have to say. Uh, I only have uh, one response to that. Fisticuffs plus baseball bat with me. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know, like expecting a Hollywood film to accurately represent all the social ills of Singapore and, you know, having a diverse minority cast. And that's the end of the podcast, not. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, we've talked about this like five times. All right. Final, final thoughts. That's it, right? Can we have a magical moment? I thought we just did. That then was a mini magical moment. Oh man, do we need a major magical moment? Yes. <laughs> Give us one then. You are Constance Wu. And right now, you love this man so much. You love Henry Golding so much. And then her mom just told you to fuck off. You, you don't know how to play Mahjong. What do you do? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play Mahjong. I was thinking, wow. Very capable, I feel. Me, I, I'm dead already because I, I cannot... Yeah, actually, right? I, I I, I, I'm so upset that I don't know how to play Mahjong because all the significant stuff... Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of symbology. Yeah, the, the, all the symbolism is lost on me. I just like, okay, they are shifting tiles on the on the table and they are like casting some tiles out, whatever. Uh, someone wrote a really nice article explaining all the uh, I'll significance. I'll go look it up, yeah. But what would you do, John? Well, I'll walk towards the mother-in-law or future mother-in-law Along the way, I'll see this nice tree 
which um, has more expression than Henry Golding. <laughs> and, and then I'll fall in love with the tree. The tree has full of riches as well. It's you know, full of uh, fruits and leaves and roots and bark and insect and squirrel and dog piss and cat piss. Man, this guy is just a diversity of, of, of things that I love in our Singaporean society. Uh, I'll fall in love with this tree and then uh, I'll marry this tree and that's the end of the show. I'm so glad you're not a scriptwriter. <laughs> what would you do then? If it was me? Yeah. <clears throat> I know, man. I only know how to use violence to solve my problems. I don't know how would to use Would you bitch slap the mother? Michelle Yeoh? You have, to, you have to take them all out. That's my, that's my strategy. You must take out the mom, then take out the mom's mom, and then stand in their blood and guts and tell Henry Golding that uh, like, you don't cross me, bitch. Now marry me amidst all their blood. Then ask, them to, ask him to like, guilt trip him into cleaning up the bodies. You know, okay. I, I'm bad at this. I'm really bad at this. Okay, all right. Okay, Constance Wu, what do you do now? I would take the ring, which is the ring from his grandmother, I guess, or something. And then I would... Wait, 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 wait. The ring was the ring from the grandmother was after the No, the the ring the second ring that he gave her was the ring from his mother, which from Michelle Yeo The first ring I think he bought it himself. I don't think it's the family heirloom. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. It, it, it looks too plain to be a family heirloom. It looks too plain and too modern. How how else will you show the mother that you that you won the game if you don't know how to play the mahjong? How oh, I would I would take the ring whatever ring and I would say to the dude that I'll be like let me think about this and then I would go to the mother have tea with her and then show her the ring give it to her and say that well if you pay me off 10 million dollars I'll leave your son mm, very good that's the NG we know and love yeah, I know right golf clap golf clap gold digger <laughs> you are the real gold digger <laughs> well you know you have to benefit from this somehow mm-hmm, mm-hmm, really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good, very good, very good. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's very clever. Yep. Looks like NGs. Like, if you wanted a serious answer, I'll just, like, I'll just tank it out. I'm pretty thick-skinned, so I'll just... <laughs> well, I mean, the yeah. real serious answer is that I would, like, throw the ring in her face and be like, I don't want to be in your family, bitch. Yeah, that sounds more like you, actually. Yeah. Like, you just, you just run the muck and... I'm just like, fuck this shit! How dare you! Don't disrespect me like this! I don't need your money! Boom! And be like, well, I could have said yes. <laughs> okay, we need to, we all need to learn how to play mahjong then, I guess. Oh, you know what was really funny? Um, a friend of mine she tells me that in Hong Kong, if you like, for example, if you date like this auntie's uh, son or something, the first thing the mother would do is to ask you to play a game of mahjong with her. Oh. Yeah, because there's this thing called piping, which is which means your like your your gambling etiquette or something, and they believe that. Who you are on the mahjong table or at the gambling table is who you really are. Because when, when people play or when people gamble, right, you, you show your true self. I heard the same thing uh, in mm. South Korea. If you want to date a girl, you got to beat the dad at StarCraft 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to attest to this, right, I did, we, like, in one of my group of friends, right, we did lose a friend through playing mahjong. Because he, she he died like swallowing the towels. No, or? like she 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 displayed like the, it was the first few times that they played with her, and the the very last time that they played with her, she was displaying very very terrible um mahjong etiquette. So like everyone was like, "Fuck this shit, man! We don't want to be friends with this person." Okay, I okay, think we should. That's the end of this that's podcast. The end of the show. Thanks for listening in. All right, please please write what you think and feel in the comments and uh, talk to us, engage with us, and we will engage back with you. 
Bye. 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 Bye.